Pass First Point Guard and Trailblazers reporter Mike Richmond. You are listening to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Thanks for making this show your first listen. We're three days a week in August, three days a week for the first couple weeks of September, and then we're coming back with a vengeance. Five days a week, Monday through Friday, and it'll be free on all your platforms. So tell your friends about it. It's Locked On Blazers, your team every day. And today's episode, a fun one, friend of the program, you, you remember him from this time last year when Danny Morang of 1080 The Fan and Jack Ramsey's joined the program. You've heard him on the radio. You've heard him talking Blazers on all your platforms and on streaming live on YouTube with Brandon Sprague. Danny, how you doing? Not too bad, man. I'm just noticing uh, you've significantly more accoutrements behind you. I really need to step up the... I just have my Gary Ant and like my, uh, my Naismith International Park... Uh, Kirk Goldsberry thing that never actually makes it on screen. So I've got to, I've got to, I've got to lay things out behind me better when I move to the new studio. There you go. I, I'm in a very small room. This looks like it's a larger room, but it's a, I'm in a, I'm in a pretty, I'm in a pretty um, Harry Potter esque closet <laughs> down here. So You're capitalizing um, on your space though. Exactly. I'm, I filled like it. it with a bunch of hmm. junk. Um, and if you, uh, if, you know, eagle eyed listeners will know that the junk, it keeps growing. I keep adding more junk to the <laughs> shelf. Um, we're here to talk, as as um, as you know, the big news. It finally mm. happens. People are excited. And that's why we're here, because the big news is upon us. That's right. The Blazers signed mm. someone taller than six foot ten. It took Joe Cronin, mm. I, I kid you not, more than one year to sign a third person taller than six foot 10 mm. to the roster. He had Yusuf Nurkic. He added uh, Drew Eubanks. Drew Eubanks might be six, nine, but we'll give him. He's a six, nine, but he's a tough, he's a tough six, nine. He is. Um, he is. Uh, so he's a, he's a center for sure too. Mm. And um, then we waited and waited and waited. Then we kept waiting and then we're still waiting and we waited a little bit more. And then the whole season happened and it was mm. almost a, uh, a weird joke. Um, and now, oops, all Blazers, guards. Yeah, oops, <laughs> all guards indeed. The Blazers <laughs> finally have a tall person. Welcome back, Moses Brown. Reported on uh, as we're recording this Monday, August 21st, by Adrian Wojnarowski that Moses Brown has agreed to a partially guaranteed mm-hmm. one year deal to join the Portland Trail Blazers. Danny, how excited are you? Give me like a one to 10 excitement over Moses Brown. I'm going to give you a, a solid three and a half. Only because you, I think you were there that Fan Fest 2019, right? When he went out center court and grabbed the microphone, not only did his dance, but started singing. There is no way I attended Fan Fest. No, you weren't there for that one? Okay. It was good. <laughs> it was a fun one. There is, there is no way I attended <laughs> Fan Fest. I probably, if I did attend Fan Fest, is because I was getting paid to write something about ah, it. Ah, there you um, go. And the, my former employer, I was probably like, I can't write about this. I, I know today I forfeit my today I forfeit no. my check. Yeah, exactly. That's but fair. I don't think I attended. What I remember of the Moses Brown experience was a um a game against, and I had to look this up, but oh, I knew that he two, gave up two turnover game. He, yeah, he gave up oh, eight, no. points, eight points in fifty <laughs> seconds. Yes. Like he was. He was undrafted, right? Uh-huh. Like he was undrafted in twenty nine or uh, in twenty nineteen. Um, he was a you know an undrafted teenager, right? He'd yeah. spent a year at UCLA. Raw. He was super young, super raw. He was on a two way deal. Um, he signed Exhibit Ten contract. More on more on the excitement of Exhibit Tens in a moment. Mm-hmm. But um, he, uh, you know, he, this dude he wasn't an NBA player, right? He checks in with a minute left. He loses the ball and gives up a dunk in transition. Then they go down and uh. 
Dame misses a three. I think it was Devin Booker who scores quickly. And then uh, in a in a real rush, Moses Brown grabs the ball to throw the ball in bounds as the as the half is ending, turns the ball over. They hit another three. He gave up eight straight points. Um, one right at him, one right at him and two turnovers, uh, eight points in 52 seconds. And it was clear in those 52 seconds that he was probably not ready to play, but he's, he's actually hung around in the league. Yeah. Uh, you know, the following seven, two will do that. Yeah. He, he, he following year, he spent 40 games with, with OKC. Uh, the, the year after that, he split time, played 40 games, 26 for Dallas, another 14 for the Cleveland. And then last year he played for the Clippers. And then what I found out today was that he played, also played six minutes for the Brooklyn Nets. Would I have known that he played six minutes for the Brooklyn Nets? I would not have. Mm-hmm. I did know he was a Clipper. I watched a ton of Clippers games last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I knew he was a Clipper uh, and I knew he was not a Clipper after the trade deadline, but where, where had he gone? He played two games and six total minutes for the Brooklyn Nets. And now he's coming back to the Blazers. He's going to play, right? Like as it's, yeah. if, 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 yeah. if they were to have to play a game tomorrow, he would play like 20 minutes, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I looking at things right now, like everybody keeps waiting the Dame trade, Dame trade, Dame trade. I, I, I mean, I don't know if you've noticed, but uh, Yusuf Nurkic has been um, missing I would say from basically every form of media that the Blazers have done. And I don't think that's by accident, folks. Um, I don't, in a perfect world, I bet you the Blazers would be thrilled over the moon, excited to get a starting big back in any kind of return for Damian Lillard. If he was traded like that, if I had to peg like one thing that they would want is a starting front court, like Real guy that you have, like going. Are forward. you sure? Are you sure it's not like a six-three combo guard? I'm pretty pretty sure that's the vein of like that's the return they're looking for. Is like six ten plus like front. Okay, guy. well, agree to disagree. Six-three combo <laughs> guard. It would be my personal preference, but yeah, go. What that guy's out there? It's Tyler Hero. He's there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the thing about Moses Brown is uh, that's that's interesting is. He, we will, we can dance from the exhibit 10 stuff here. He's in, he's already played four years, so he can't, he's not a two way guy. Yeah, he's not, not a two way guy. guy. So that kind of goes, oh, that's that's interesting. And I've heard from plenty in the organization that kind of moving forward, the kind of big they want is somebody who's gigantic and doesn't really need the ball. They, they, they want a guy who sets screens, rolls to rim, gets out of the way. Yeah, like I think just, Chauncey at one point publicly lamented that they didn't have any vertical threats, like lob yes. guys on, on the roster. And that was um, maybe even his first year. It was like he just, they were just like, I didn't, not enough guys you could throw a lob to. Or maybe it was after Larry Nance left. Now, he didn't really like Larry yeah. Nance, so he probably complained while Larry Nance was on the roster. Yeah. But um, it, like, they've they've been missing that. So the, yes. Nurk isn't that. He's a giant person no. for sure, but he's not I'm an above the rim type um, even pre-injury yeah. he wasn't an above the rim guy i would be i would like to just say that that nurk is like 200 times better than moses brown and you'd oh, be better God, off yes and you'd be better off playing him but i could understand why the organization would just say we're going to be bad anyways let's let's go in and like let's go hard in another direction like it's here like the sea changes is, is upon yeah. us um let's talk exhibit 10 stuff i think uh the blazers have signed at, this week since i re- last recorded a podcast um I kind of pre-recorded one, so I missed a day. But mm. Ashton Hagens signed hey. um, signed a, a deal. I, I've Kentucky point guard mm. has not played in the league. Spent the last year in the G League with the, my beloved Greensboro Swarm. Just a great, great, great uh, team name. Uh, loving the Greensboro Swarm. He's you know he's a he is a 
uh, he he's a G leaguer type. Um, he's going to probably end up there. I, I want to sort of clarify this and, and like when, when people got, people were mad on the internet that the Blazers signed another six, three yeah. guard because they now have three guards on exhibit 10 deals back in June, according to Sean Strania, they signed uh, a couple six, three guards, including Malachi Smith uh, mm-hmm. and Antoine Davis, I believe is, is the other yep. one. And, and th- those guys played in summer league or on the summer league roster. And, and, and they're going to be in, in, um, they're, they're going to be in training. Yeah. yeah. They're going to be in camp. And Ashton Higgins is the same thing. It just happened in August, not in June. Uh, mm-hmm. Like an Exhibit Ten deal. And ho- let me be clear again. I want to. I want to like give give the good people listening to this. You sickos listening to this in August. It's like, if you were upset because the Blazers literally hadn't added anyone new to the team all all summer long, I totally get why seeing an Exhibit Ten deal would get you all riled up. But here's what an Exhibit Ten deal is. It's a chance to add guys to the. It's a it's a soft guarantee to give guys yeah. a path to the G League or a two way deal. Um, it is, and they have exactly way- zero guys in their G League right now. Legally. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like they have they have their two two way guys with Baji and and John Butler Jr. But yeah. they have an open two way spot, and um, they a, an Exhibit Ten deal allows you to if you go play sixty games in the G League, you can get your bonus money, and that mm-hmm. bonus money does not count against the cap. So it's like come to training camp. We're invested in you. Go play for the Rip City Remix, and when you do, you'll get sixty thousand dollars as like a little bonus for because like we, we are your agent did, did us a solid by having you bodies in camp, and also we're doing you a solid by like making sure you're on our G League team. So, um, do you have any uh, Ashton Higgins hot takes? No, no. Just the the framing of all of this is um, is interesting in the sense of going back to Moses Brown him not being exhibit 10, him being a partially guaranteed deal actually bumps the Blazers up to having an actual, the this is the first rostered player that they've signed. This is the first person they've signed that hasn't been a rookie outside the roster. First yep. person, first new person they've added in this, whatever this era cycle. In. Yes. And Purgatory. so that bumps them up for 13, which I, I wrote about it on my Patreon and like, I think every single roster decision between now and the time Damian Lillard is traded is going to be viewed through the lens of what does this mean? To me, this isn't the Blazers like saying we're not trading Damian Lillard right now, but it is saying we're okay adding some guys in here and being at least a little bit flexible. Well, like, at some point they have to, right? Where yeah, the exactly. clock's ticking. Like they, they got a training camp is going to start October 3rd. Um, and guys are getting they, back into town like this week. Right. This Usually, guys are coming back. Tip, yeah, typically the NBA cycle is Labor Day. The vets come back. And just mm-hmm. before Labor Day, young guys get back. Moses Brown is 24. Yeah. Uh, we are two weeks from Labor Day, 10 days from Labor Day. As you're Hell, finishing up his camp in Florida right now. And he's yeah, he coming like, back when I talked to him the other day. Yeah, like like vets vets usually trickle in in that Labor Day range. Everybody else early. Yeah. If you don't sign guys, if you don't add guys, you're just not going to add them. Which it yeah. did kind of seem like the Blazers, the only team in the league who had 12 players as of uh, Sunday, were maybe going to not add anyone, but they finally did, and it's Moses Brown. But here's the thing: as as Danny mentioned, the Sullivan traded Damian Lillard, and you've waited long enough. You're a Miami Heat fan. Let's talk about Damian Lillard in the second segment. Join us there, won't you? Today's show is brought to you by Bird Dogs, the shorts I'm wearing right now. They don't just make shorts. They also make comfortable pants, too. It's because they crack the code 
on khakis. They make a cloud knit fabric. So instead of the sort of restricting boxy cotton look that you'll get from your current khaki shorts you're rocking all summer long, you can get bird dogs. They make you look good. They're versatile, so you can wear them in a whole bunch of different occasions. Plus, they got anti-sweat wicking, anti-stink. That's sweat wicking, anti-stink technology. So you look good. You'll feel good. You won't smell bad. Why not? Go take advantage. Go to birddogs.com slash LockdownNBA or use the promo code LockdownNBA and get a free white tech hat with any purchase. So go buy some shorts. Go buy the Lunchman Larry's. Uh, get that get that comfort, that versatility, and that look that just will be better than khakis. And when you do, make sure you're either visiting birddogs.com slash LockdownNBA or using that promo code LockedOnNBA, and you'll get a free t- white tech hat with your purchase. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. I promise you. All right. Welcome to my beloved listeners in South Florida. We're now going Whoa. to talk about Damian Lillard. I love y'all. I really do love y'all. Just like, put the timestamp on the video. Just so I will. No, I'll, put it, I'll put it in there. It'll be in. The, if you're watching on YouTube, the timestamp is in there. This is the part where we talk about Dame. I forgot to queue up what we we're talking about. But if you're looking on the, if you're watching on YouTube, we do have the scroll here. But we're going to talk a little Damian Lillard now and kind of why we're here. But the Blazers finally had news. Why we're here? Why the Blazers haven't done anything? Why they've signed one 24 year old seven two center who's like a borderline NBA player, but mm. old enough that he has to be an NBA player, right? They haven't done anything. It's because they're waiting on Dame. Still, still. And I, instead of like, we don't need to rehash how we got here, Danny, because most people mm. know. Yeah. What is your read on a resolution? Or do you think it's likely we get one prior to October 2nd? Or do you think this, do you think Damian Lord shows up at media day, Daniel? I know it was the, uh, the long shot possibility a month ago, I floated it out there and people kind of said I was an idiot. And I was insane. It's not going to happen, but talking to both sides, neither one was budging and neither has budged. I mean, there, there's been zero give on either side and Miami's sitting there on the outside going, there's no give on either side of here. And we're still not caring. Like there's, there's just no onus. There's no pressure on anything. So Betting man, I think they're going to take this into camp. Now, a lot can change between now and October 2nd. That's still six weeks away. But something is going to need to change from one side or the other. Either Damian Lillard and his folks um, do what James Harden likes to say is make things uncomfortable. I don't know if Dame's going to invite local reporters down to his uh, basketball camp. He's going to go to Colorado Springs. (laughs) Back to where? Back to isn't that? Isn't that what Joe? Joe's a Colorado guy. He's gonna go to Colorado. Yes. He's gonna go to Denver. Uh, outside of North, North uh, outside of Denver, he's gonna say, "I'll never Set up a play. softball game." Oh uh, yeah, I'll never play for this nerd ever again. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. No, I don't think that I seems unlikely, but it could get messier for sure. for certain. It for certain. I think. Um. It's not like. Uh. It's not like Dame has kind of shied away from the drama necessarily over the last. <laughs> I mean, two years, but specifically six weeks, like or so. Sure. He's he's been part of it. Um, what would what would have to change? What like what 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 would have to change realistically? There's, because there, there's I, two I, paths. I was saying there's two paths that for 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 change. One of them is Damian Lillard adding additional teams. The other one is the Portland Trailblazers being willing to accept a package that they are not even willing to entertain at this point. Like those those are the two paths right now. What now, is what a third is team Dame, could, be, could come in, but you know. 
what does Dame expanding his list even do? Like, I know he wants to play for the Miami Heat. Mm -hmm. The Miami Heat knows he wants to play for them. The other 28 teams know that too. If Dame publicly says, you know what? I would play for the Sacramento Kings. Like, how does that Sir. actually how does that actually change the situation? I want like at this point in August of 2023. It it, it might have changed it in July, but I feel like we're so deep. What does that really do in your in your eyes? It sounds easier said than done. There's no doubt about that. But I think and this is again, this is I don't think Dame is going to change his mind. I, I just don't. I and just back and forth the talks with with him over not just you know the last couple of weeks but the last couple of months like where he is in his mindset i don't there's two places he wants to be in his mind it's either in portland or in miami that's and if he's not going to be in miami he would rather be in portland that's but doesn't just, that just mean that he doesn't want to get traded to another team yes and i think that part of that is i i get what what he is saying when he has told me that of like, I don't necessarily want to leave, but if I do, I'm going to go to the one place that I want to go to. But I also think if Damian Lillard was traded to literally any other like top level competitor, whether it be Boston or there's so few teams, hell, Brooklyn. Brooklyn was a team. Yeah, I mean, it, before. Like, I guess like Philly, if Philly says, okay, even though they work reporting... some deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If Philly, like he, I think. I think he'd be fine with that in the grand yeah. scheme. Boston of things. probably it not, wouldn't know, but <laughs> yeah, but but it's but I think you know he he's he's you know he's clearly has a positive relationship with Joel Embiid and that stuff and yeah. and it's like a natural fit, right? Like he would be, it would be a natural fit. Yeah, I, I think it would be. I I think I I my my I don't you know I'm not um, in close contact with him, but that's my read from the outside as well is that he'd be mostly comfortable with it. I just think, to me. Like, I've seen fans say this, like, Dame expanded. Oh, he just has to expand his list. And Joe Cronin said the he same thing. He doesn't magically fix like, it. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's it. Joe said the same thing in Summer League. It's like, sometimes it takes more than one destination. And it, it really strikes me as the Anthony Davis thing, where he was like, yeah, I'll, there's, I have a list of four teams I'm willing to play with. And then, like, his dad was like, he only wants to play for the Lakers. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, it wasn't well, him. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like, if... If it becomes clear, like, first of all, there's going to be, like you mentioned just a second ago, there's so few lists of suitors. Even if yeah. Dame were to say, okay, here are the teams. Like, there's not, it's not 28 teams, right? It's not even eight teams. It's like. It's probably four. Maybe. Like, the, 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 te the, the teams that I've heard have, that have kicked around, at least the idea, are Utah, San Antonio, which is on the outside, um, New Orleans, Miami, Brooklyn. And then Philadelphia, there's which is no right there. way. There's no way New Orleans is entertaining the Damon CJ pairing again. He'd be gone again. <laughs> there is no way. Yeah. And and it's just too tricky. I like the um, oh, it's, it's oh it, that that machination of that deal is asinine and sideways. But yeah, because you've got to find another way to move thirty million dollars while you're bringing in forty five million dollars. Yeah, like, it's, it's yeah. Yeah, I, I I I heard some. There was some. There was I forget who it was, but I saw some reporting. Uh, New Orleans interested, or it might be. I apologize to. Uh, I'm not a good aggregator. Usually, I'm really good on the aggregation here. Apologies, but like, um, yeah, it's like they're tr they're trading for they're trading to reunite Damon CJ. That like they didn't watch the last seven years of basketball. Like can't can't imagine it. So yeah, 
San Antonio rumored early, right? I don't mm. think that makes sense just for what, based on everything else they've done. Utah's a really interesting one, but they're not going to give you the fun stuff. You're not going to get Lowry Markkinen in the deal. No. They're going to. I keep, think. You know, I think a package around their their kids and their picks though is significantly better than anything Miami. Oh, yeah, offer. I think it's the best one. They theoretically yeah. the Taylor Hendricks, Oshai Agbaji, and like and the picks that they have the like the, a like a Lakers pick and a Timberwolves pick. Like call it good. And, yeah, and, and a Cavs. Right. Yeah. And a Cavs pick banking on it blowing up yeah. for them, you know, when Donovan um, Mitchell leaves and Jared right, Allen exa- sure. Exactly. Like I, I think certainly the Utah, the idea of Utah is definitely my, yeah. my preferred, it would be my preferred choice if I was in charge. Um, if I was in charge, I would just straight up to the heat. Um, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Have so, you reached the point of like, you just want this done? Not, it's not that I'm over it. It's that when I do the logic and I'm not a big, like, I'm not, I'm not, um, you know, I'm not, I, I know like Danny, I know like two, two or three people left in the NBA. Um, all of them are, all of them do other stuff now, or many of them don't return my text messages, mm. but like, um, but like the people who I, you know, like, um, I'm not, I'm just reading the sort of the logic of it. I just don't see another deal. I don't see another deal happening. And, and I want to ask you about this in the, in the third segment, how is Damian Lillard's trade value going to increase from right stinking now? That's what I want to ask you to close the show. Join us in the third segment. Won't you still a password point guard, still Mike Richmond, still chatting here with Danny Lorraine. You know him from Danny and Dusty, attending fan 12 to three on your radio dial and Jack Ramsey's wherever you get podcast streaming on YouTube. So, I mentioned it in in the previous segment. Damian Lord is is he's thirty two. Uh, excuse me, just to celebrate his thirty third birthday. Uh, is that correct? I apologize to Dame. Uh, happy birthday, July fifteenth. We 15th, missed it here in the yeah. pot. Uh, we missed it missed it here in the pot. It happened on a Saturday. We would have had a, we would have worn our hats. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I I keep a lot of party hats in this closet. Um, but he's coming off the best year of his career. Mm-hmm. He was freaking great last year by some statistical measurements, maybe the best offensive player in the NBA. He was awesome. Mm-hmm. About as good as he's ever been. Maybe as good as he's ever been. Easily. What, what What's he going to do in October for the Blazers that, that, that significantly changes anyone across the league that says, you know what? We weren't into it before, but now we're willing to push our chips in. Like what, what materially changes with Dame that would change it? Because, I've already told you I don't think Dame expanding his list does anything. What do mm. other teams see that changes the market? I think the thing that makes the most sense is he shows he's still that guy. That there's zero drop off. The the thing that Dame for those that don't, Dame takes care of his body like LeBron James takes care of his body. Like that's a mil- Dame a million dollars a year in physical Dame, maintenance. Dame doesn't stop. He you, you know this, Mike. He's I'm oh yeah, sure. he's. He's always been that way. And as he got older, he was like, I'm going to play less basketball. I'm going to do more pool workouts. I'm going to spend, you know, like he's, he's been, as he's gotten older, the sort of maturation of his diet and all those things. Like he's, yeah, he's definitely um, very serious about being in good shape. And, and when he had a bunch of time off physically after following surgery, he looked great. Like he came back as an absolute monster. His burst to the rim was awesome last year. Awesome. At age in his age 32 season, he was bonkers. That's why I don't think his he could get his value can get better because he was already so freaking good. Um, like in my eyes, at best, 
he pla- he he plateaus at that level. That's like the best case scenario, and that's but that's a, that's to me a reassurance of like sure okay he's you you don't like you're looking at James Harden right now, and James is a year older than Dame, but he has got city miles. James is James is significantly more broken down than Dame. I the thing that Dame has told me over the last couple of years is he's not going to play until he's forty. Like that's not that's never been in his plan. He doesn't want to be that guy, but also like. He's he's you know how injured he was and what he played through when he had that core injury. He had a baseball sized knot in his groin basically for four years. So it would when it was aggravated, it would just drive him insane. But he's the kind of guy where he hasn't been injured other than the calf. The he's he hasn't had a reoccurring injury in his entire career until this past year when he had a calf and he pushed to come back too soon. Yeah, and he missed like, twelve games in prior to Christmas. Yeah. And he, you know, he said, I shouldn't have done it. Like it's, you know, I, I got to be careful with that kind of stuff. Like it's, you know, soft tissue injuries, all those kind of things outside of that, that guy is bulletproof. And so you don't worry about like Chris Paul or James Harden, where you've got a hamstring issue that's lingered for literally two years. You don't worry about the additional miles and how much how beat up they've been throughout their career. Dame has spent like he's had injuries that aren't, you know, and they missed listed, the playoffs, listed. baby. He does not get in those miles. No, <laughs> that's honestly, him being arrested the last two years between his surgery and being sat down may have gotten him another year. And I, I don't say that jokingly. I, I seriously think that may have added another year to like, maybe not the peak, but the drop-off is going to be significantly less at year 35, year 36. It may hit the proverbial cliff at 37, but I think that's what you're looking for is like, can 33, 34, 35 year old Damian Lillard still be at or near all NBA? And I think if he goes out in the first couple months and it's like, oh, dude, he's still that dude. You got guys looking around the elite going, if we add a guy who can quite literally drop 50 on a given night and average 30 with nobody around him, what could he do on a team where he doesn't have to carry that burden? And I think then you might get one, maybe two teams interested. I think that's what the Blazers are hoping for. And again, it is a Hail Mary, but I, I keep seeing Heat fans talk about, well, that, we're just going to pull more out of the deal. We're just going to pull, like, okay, good luck. Look, I, I have zero issue with Dame requesting Miami and wanting to go to Miami or the Blazers dealing him there. But the Blazers are not going to deal Damian Lillard for a package that quite literally would be the worst return on a star player in modern NBA history. It's just, it's not going to happen. So, where that path figures it's out, I just this is you know unstoppable force meets immovable object right now. It's not ugly, it's not James Harden, Daryl Morey, but there has not been an ounce of wiggle room in this entire thing in what two months, two and a half months. If the well, the Blazers have no pressure to do anything until no. we get to close to training camp, right? Like, they don't, there's no reason for them to do anything in August, zero impetus um, for them to do it. It's, it, it, late September is when they are going to have to look in the mirror and they're going to have to say, mm-hmm. do we want to bring Dame into training camp? Do we actually want to go through with this? And it's not just bringing Dame in. It's the weirdness of uh, what do you do with, you've set this team up to be a Scoot Henderson team. Mm-hmm. Okay, Scoot, you play 22 minutes a night. We, you know, you want Shane Sharp to play a bunch of minutes. He gets oh, bumped oh, down. I, yeah, I don't know where you play now. Uh, Nazir Little, you just straight up don't play because we don't have minutes. For Shane's you. playing not, 15, 20 there. Yeah. Like you don't like, you just straight up don't, you know, it, it, it's, um, it hurts 
some of their developmental plans, whether you believe mm-hmm. that matters in the short term is, I, I think, a totally like debatable um, and, and, and a fair opinion to say it doesn't um, to some extent. I think there's a point. I think no matter like, what, what it, it matters. But like the thing is, uh, and this is kind of something I've heard floated around the NBA for the I think the pro Joe Cronin uh, front office personnel around the league is like if he gets this deal wrong, not only is he probably not going to keep his job then he's setting the organization up for failure in the long run. Like, so the, the uncomfortableness of four or five months that this could amount to is worth kind of swallowing that pill. And I think that's, I think it's an interesting thought because like you said, there's, there's this idea of contrasting ideas, I guess, of like how much you stifle development in those couple of months. But in the long run, the, the three, four year runway, when you're talking about player development personnel, all, all machinations, if you get a better deal, how much more valuable is that as opposed to the reps that you lost for a couple of months? Yeah, I'll see. I mean, obviously, Joe Cronin, a little more plugged in than me in the league, like just a, a tad. Um, but like, I don't my I guess my pushback there is like, I don't see the I don't see it. And it mm-hmm. could happen, but I don't see that magic better deal coming. What yep. I see is Miami putting in their best version of this deal that they that basically maybe they've been holding out on whatever it might be, or they just like haven't found the suitor for Tyler Hero, and that's that's the, the magic third door. Is if he comes out and balls out, and ha- that's where I was shows, going with this. Is yeah. that I don't think they, I don't think I like. I'm not going to swear on here as a family show, but like, I don't think Dame's going to do jack all that matters to, to like change people's opinion of him as long as he's healthy, right? He's really stinking good. And I have, I'm of the opinion he's going to be really stinking good this year again. But like if Tyler hero is great, really maybe then some teams say, actually, no, we could use a, a a 24 year old who can really hoop. And and maybe to some extent, like if you're really getting deep into the weeds, Amphrey Simons, like the same thing where it's like ant balls and it's like, actually, okay, now, uh, now all the deck chairs, you can move them around and it makes more sense. And, and, and then you can get the draft compensation. Okay. I want to ask you this to to hear as we wrap up, if Miami puts the best version of it on the on on the table, so that's the they unprotect all the, picks, the, all the pick to, o, to OKC. So they you get a twenty twenty four pick, a twenty twenty eight pick, a twenty a twenty thirty pick. You get swaps there, and I guess they'd give them a, the twenty six pick. So you get st- swaps in twenty five and twenty seven, mm-hmm. plus um, the two youngsters, Nikolajovic, who's famous for having a name that sounds like Nikola Jokic, mm-hmm. Jaime Hawkes, who's famous for, I liked him on the, in the pre-draft process. Those are the great drooling dunk though, too. Those are, those are their two biggest claims to fame. Uh, similar name to the MVP. And I liked, uh, Jaime Hawkes, uh, prior to him, prior to him entering the draft. And I don't even know any college basketball players. Um, and, uh, and whatever you're getting salary uh, bellows. salary wise, and you get hero for let's call it a top six protected pick. Is that enough? I don't think they do it. Would you do it? No, no, I wouldn't do it. I I'll, I'll be entirely blunt. I have, I have told Dame that I wouldn't do it. I just, I don't think the Blazers can win this trade, but they can't lose it. And I think they have to find a way to get, even if they took less draft capital, but got a player somewhere, like one like shining beacon on the hill. And I'm not looking for like 
Zion coming out of the draft type hype. I'm like one good player. Like you're just like, yes, that's a guy who's going to not a fringe starter, not a, not a, a contributor. I'm talking that guy's starting. And we think that there's a ramp for him. If you squint really hard and everything comes out, he may be an all-star. Like they get that one thing. Sure. It changes. Like if Tyler hero goes and he like the value goes up and you send him to San Antonio for, I don't know, Keldon Johnson and something. And that gets sent to Cleveland and Jared Allen goes to Portland or Jeremy Sohan and like another young, like, like again, front court things of that nature, like something like that. Then I think you, they, they, yeah, they do the deal. But as it stands right now, it's like, well, I got five bucks. Well, I got, I got a 10. Um, hold on. Let me see. I think I've got a used Metro pass. Like they just keep adding things to the pile that really aren't helpful. It's like, it is, they just keep the piles getting bigger, but the value's not changing. You know what I mean? So it's like, that's not like, you've got to find something like, ah, you slam that on the table and you're like, you, you know, you take the watch off. How about this? You know, it's kind of like that kind of a deal. You got to find that one thing. And you're like, okay, now we can play. And until then, as things sit right now, I don't think the Blazers change your mind. But also, I don't think Damian Lillard changes his mind. So it's like it's it's you know it's the standoff. And I don't think they're getting a better deal than four crappy picks and two youngsters for for Damian Lillard in the end. So uh, we'll see how it goes down. Um, listen, here's the thing: it's not going to happen. Um, I mean, it might. Now I'm actually going out of town this weekend, so, so it's probably gonna. So it's like so that's when it's gonna happen when I'm away from my computer. Um, I got a couple final summer vacations planned, so that's the mm. most likely time that it will happen. That'll be back in action. It's not gonna happen, but like the no, nothing from the moment we record this in the next ten days would be my guess changes at all. No. It's just the waiting game. And August is a sacred vacation month in the NBA. We're getting it to is. the end of it. We were, but but the first couple weeks of August, nothing happens because everybody just did all their pre-draft stuff. Then mm -hmm. they got the draft. Then they went to summer league. Then they wheeled and dealed in free agency. And then their families were like, I okay, know what happens. I know what happens the next seven months. Yeah. We are going on vacation. Get away. Get rid, you know, burn the phone, whatever it is. Notice like, what happened today. You had uh, Olivier Sar signed, Scallop Sierra yeah. signed, uh, Moses Brown signed. Shout out all of the Blazers Legends uh, reclamation yeah. bigs getting options. But yeah, uh, Usman Garuba, uh, soon to be Blazers Legend, uh, all being long signed and released. Longtime Danny Morang favorite. I can confirm yes. that. Yes. Uh, someone some that, I've action. heard you've talked. Yeah. <laughs> someone that you talked to me about in like 2021. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, it's back. Like the 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 so like the the fact that there was no action in August is not like this huge red flag. I think it's no, funny. It's like normal. there's like like the Blazers don't want to do business. Like well, the Blazers just do not want to do business the first two weeks of August. They might want to do business in the future, but really they. Yeah. Everyone everyone needs a little break. Everyone needs a break. But I like I think Look, it's Miles wasn't in there grinding. He's on his yeah. He, he's probably you know in the San Juans you know so chilling. Yeah. Like it's it's it's. It's it's not just the Blazers. It's but now no but now we're not. back, and I think we're going to see more action, including exciting stuff like Moses Brown. Uh, Danny, can I convince you to stick around for another episode? Absolutely. Maybe uh, we'll uh, we'll put it out a little later in the week. Yeah, for sure. All right, dear listeners, come back. More from Danny Morang. Uh, actually, in between that. I got a fun episode coming up. The folks from Locked On Heat are going to join me. We're going to do a fake trade, uh, like 
bargaining session. So don't miss that one. And then the show after that, you'll hear Danny Meringue. So uh, come back for both of those shows later this week. Where else are you getting? Where else are you getting this much Blazers content in the middle of August? If you made it this far, you're gonna want to come back. I appreciate you listening. I'll talk to you soon. <laughs>